Ruth chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there, and behold, the close relative of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, Come aside, friend, sit down here. So he came aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Then he said to the close relative, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. And I thought to inform you, saying, Buy it back in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. And he said, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth, the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the custom in the former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to confirm anything. One man took off his sandal and gave it to the other, and this was a confirmation in Israel. Therefore the close relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal. And Boaz said to the elders and all the people, you are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilean's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. And all the people who were at the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah, because of the offspring which the Lord will give you from this young woman. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask you to open our understanding that we would come away uh, convinced of the truth of your word and convinced of the merit of it and the efficacy of it to guide a society and a social group like it was this day long ago in Bethlehem. We thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Last week, I began by recapping what chapter 3 of Ruth had been about, and I'm going to do the same thing. There were three messages security sought, security promised, and security explained. And so the security explained was from Deuteronomy 25. And then I took a detour, a side trip, to talk a little bit less about security, to speak of love and how around and through, all through the story is love. Yet I'm returning to security. And so today's message is really two in one. I could have split this right at the middle, verses 1 to 6 and 7 to 12. And so uh, today's message, however, I entitled it Security Obtained. So we had security sought, promised, explained, and now obtained. But before we get to the fact that security was obtained for Ruth and Naomi, I want to talk briefly about this first six verses. 
this opportunity that was lost to this man. We never learn the identity of this man that Boaz approached, the relative who was closer to her. He is known by Boaz. He referred to him, and then he refers to him, speaks to him. He's in the gate, but we never, ever learn his name. And I believe we don't learn his name because God doesn't want us to know his name. His name is not worthy of knowing. Who we have come to know, of course, is Boaz. Boaz is famous, just like is uh, prayed here for him in the last verse of what I read. He refused to build up his brother's house. That's the first man. He refused to build up his brother's house. When we cover Deuteronomy 25, it's been a while, but it's worded rather strongly that when a man rejects this opportunity, his name shall be the house of him who had his sandal removed. And so this man is going to be known, at least for a while, as the man who had his sandal removed. This was not a good thing. This was a bad thing in their culture. He refused to do what it is he was asked to do, what God had asked him to do. Now, we could think maybe it's because the man had a wife and he was unable to do it, but I don't think Boaz even approached him because of that. If he had been married, I don't know that he would have done that. And so he was in a position, I think, to marry Ruth lawfully. And so Boaz went to him, and the man said, No, I would destroy my own inheritance. We don't know what happened to his wife, but we know that he was protecting his future because he says it himself. He said, I don't want to ruin my inheritance. But yet Boaz knew this was the way it was going to come about, I believe, and this is why he did it this way. And here then he goes on to say, now, this was the custom, and take off the shoe and everything, but then Boaz says to the elders, you are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's from the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day. You could see the formality of what Boaz is declaring here. It's a beautiful thing, really. There are three things that Boaz has done. First, he has declared that he now owns all of what was Elimelech's, Chilion's, and Malon's. He has also taken on Ruth, Malon's widow, as his wife, and he promises to perpetuate that line, the line of Elimelech, the line of Malon. And so his first male heir through Ruth will be to that man. It won't be his. It will be to Elimelech. And he closed by saying, you are witnesses this day. So now, what is he heading off? What does this cultural practice protect against? Well, what if this land is proven to be extremely valuable a few weeks later? What if this man who goes nameless in our text complains? Well, you didn't explain it to me. You didn't give me time. We know this happens. We live in a culture in which this happens quite often. People complain. And yet, this prevents that from happening. It's very public, very formal, and it's fait accompli. It's done. 
When this occurred, it was done. That man forever lost his opportunity to claim these prop this property as his own. Now, this at the end, this blessing that they pronounce is beautiful. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel and Leah, the two who built the house of Israel. And may you prosper in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. May your house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar, Tamar bore to Judah. So they are elevating Perez, born of Tamar, and you know what happened. Tamar slept with her father-in-law. I mean, it was just a horrific outrage. And yet they know now, here hundreds of years later, what came of it. God had blessed them. God had blessed this. So they are urging that this woman, the product of their relationship, bring honor upon their culture, just like that relationship did. And so this story highlights a beautiful aspect of the culture that existed then. It's something that really is very unfamiliar to us. They're declared to be witnesses, and yet the gravity of what's happened is beautiful. You have to wonder, and one of the commentators that I read alluded to the fact that he thought that uh, Naomi and Ruth were present, within earshot anyway. They might not be sitting there present at the gate. I don't know. It is a small town, though, so we know that it could have been possible. I'm going to lose my voice. I want to read Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption <clears throat> as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. <clears throat> the formality, the beauty of what we've witnessed with Ruth and Naomi being taken into Boaz's home is reflected here with us being taken into God's own home. <clears throat> the security that I've talked about, the security of being uh, promised and secured and explained and obtained is the security we now benefit from eternally. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for this picture of your love for us a love that Boaz extended to Naomi and Ruth in accordance with your word <clears throat> to fulfill it. Lord, we are a social body. You are building up your church. <clears throat> we are described as a bride, and yet we are also many. We are one. We are many. We give you thanks for this great gift, this great benefit that you've extended to us, our kinsman redeemer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.